Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. (laughs) Welcome to Deeper. I am joined by the um, prestigious pastors here, Pastor Scott and Pastor Don. I thought you were mistaken, man. (laughs) Or Pastor Don and Pastor Scott. There's a little... um, they get a little disgruntled of who gets mentioned first sometimes. Mm, yes, so. yes. We're I don't. <laughs> as long as you mention you me first. <laughs> Since we want to welcome people to our podcast as, as well. well. Yes. Good, good news from Good Sam. Yes. So, Pastor Don, you preached last Sunday. I did. Hope and healing, baby. Hope and healing. Uh, we continue our sermon series for the next several weeks on that. And I just... It, I don't know. I was reading the news today. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. No, no, that is not any kind of way to start out the day. <laughs> should read the Word of God and spend some time in prayer. And for some reason, I got on my iPad, I was actually trying to fix something on my iPad. So then I clicked on the news icon and down I went that rabbit hole. <laughs> and man, it's just depressing. I try to work on him. Is the world as bad, Tommy, is the world as bad as they make it out to be in the news? Because I don't feel it's that bad. I think it depends on the day you watch the news. I don't know. (laughs) I happened to turn it on this morning, too, and I'm like, the earth is on fire. We're all going to (laughs) die. You know, I'm not sure where you're going with this, but it just brought Richard Steele's a good friend of mine. He's spoken Mm -hmm. here at church. He's a boxing former boxing referee. Richard started a newspaper years ago, and... It was only focused on good news, uh-huh. and he went out of business. Oh, people really? didn't want to read good news. Yeah, yeah, you know, unbelievable. I mean, it kept me it kept me engaged for about forty five minutes. Yeah. I was just and I'm clicking, I'm clicking, and it's just one depressing, mean story after the other. And yeah, and I'll but be honest, about half is politics yeah. because it, Trump's the devil or um, what's Pelosi. The or, Pelosi's or, the devil, yeah. and you just depending on. Which little news bubble you live in, you know, they're going to make. And then, you know, of course, now you can't let the devil get in charge because right. then they're going to. And just, oh my gosh, crazy. So what's the what's the alternative? Hope and healing, brother. There we go. Hope and healing. The <laughs> alternative is why, is why we're talking about this, uh, because we live in a society. Not only are there real things going on with COVID and people getting sick and dying of COVID and. Um, and cancer and, and heart cancer. disease. Yeah, let's not forget the other stuff that's yeah. actually going on as well on top of COVID and a lot of natural disasters, yeah. a lot of drought, a lot of floods, yep. a lot of really bad storms that are seem to be getting worse uh, as the earth kind of adjusts to the new reality of what the climate is. So there's plenty of real stuff going on without all the artificial human-made stuff. So we need to spend time focusing on the hope and healing and what God's word has to say is good for our lives. Because here's the thing dawned on me the other day. In your life, Tommy, all these other things we're reading about out in the world going on, how much of it affects your daily living? 
I guess not much. Very little, right? Yeah. And so we spend so much of our time worrying about things that really don't, A, we don't have any control over, and B, that really don't affect our daily living. In fact, these things affect very little of most people's daily living. Now, if you happen to live in the forests of California and there's a fire coming towards you, yes, that is affecting yep. your daily living. If you live in a, uh, outside of New Orleans and the hurricane's coming ashore, yes, that affects your daily living. Yep. But for the vast majority of us to get really anxious right. and very fearful about these things, especially here in Las Vegas, where there are no natural disasters, we get heat. Right. That's what we get. Right. And, um, and right now, that's gone. So and that's, that's gone. Good. So, I mean, we, these things don't affect our daily living as much, and yet we let them affect our daily living. And so that's something probably something important for us to remember, is that our daily living is more affected by our faith and our relationships than by these other things that are out there that we can't control. So why not make our faith and our relationships stronger and better? And we can do that through God's word. I have a question though. What if some of that stuff you're kind of carrying around with you because of like empathy and compassion for the people that are experiencing it? I mean, clearly it's not affecting your day to day, but it's kind of just heavy on you because you're like, man, this is sad or hard to see or whatever. And that's where we kind of need to get into some of the practical things that we're learning from the Hope and Healing series. Because you do carry that. I told, I think I told you guys, and I told you guys three weeks ago, I did a funeral for three siblings, uh, two brothers and a sister. And they're, both of their parents died from COVID. And they were hesitant to get the vaccine, even though their kids were begging them to get the vaccine because they had siblings that were kind of anti-vaxxers. And they said, well, the vaccine, it's, you know, it's a, a political thing or it's, it's really bad for you. And so they were hesitant. They, you know, the kids telling them, get it. And they got siblings telling them not to get it. And while they were trying to figure out what they were going to do, they both got COVID and they both died from it. And they were only 59 and 60, so they weren't even terribly high risk. But, you know, people say, well, no one dies of COVID. That's not true. There's a percentage of people that died. Both of their parents died. So that weighs on my heart. It weighs on my heart, one, that tore, tore the family apart. So now the siblings are mad. I mean, the children are mad at the siblings because they're kind of blaming the siblings. You told our kid, parents not to get the vaccine, and now they're dead. So they the family's the torn apart in So many the family's ways. torn apart. Now we've got two people that are dead that probably didn't need to be dead. So yes, those things weigh on us. And this is why we need to mm-hmm. refocus on the future. Because here's the thing. That's in the past. Yep. In the Bible, as a people of God, we are a future-focused people. And even for those two parents... I had to remind those siblings, what are the promises of God for them? So here's a question, mm-hmm. since we're going deeper. And um, I was visiting with someone this morning who was in church and heard the sermon. He had, he had his bulletin along. And he said, so how, he, he said, I, I hear what Pastor Don said in that Christians are forward-focused people, but what about today? And I said, well, I don't think he's saying that, you know, we, we, we don't live today. Mm-hmm. But I said, what I heard, and, and, and this is where you have to correct me. I mean, no. what I heard in the sermon was the problem for most people is they're constantly looking back mm-hmm. on things they can't change. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't forget the things that happened to mm-hmm. me and all mm-hmm. of that. But if I'm only living back there, if I'm not looking forward. Absolutely. But I don't think you said that doesn't mean we don't live today either. Absolutely. But we, we live today as people of faith. Uh, but we also know we're moving forward. And, and yeah. going back is not going to help us. Yeah. 
Uh, two things about what you yeah. said. One, I'm absolutely amazed you were paying attention because you usually don't. So, <laughs> well, no, that was, no, so that's I, the first I, thing. I, I wasn't as I much bring as up. he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, that, I, I'm glad I, that you listened well enough to be able to I usually get my nap in. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So when you see Pastor Scott in the front with his head bowed like this, I'm if you're ever praying. on the video, he's not, not praying. praying. <laughs> Sometimes you, you see him doing the Lutheran head nod and waking himself up. But no, I, that is, I think that's a really good point. And, and that's a good question because we are forward-focused people. But we live in the here and the now. And... I don't know if, if you watch the video online or you watch the message online. I showed that really funny video about the guy crossing the street and he's giving the guy in the car the stink eye, like, how dare you pull up, you know. Even and though he's he, jaywalking. Yeah, even though he's jaywalking, he's giving him the stink eye and he, he's so busy looking back that he runs into the pole, right? And I, I just, I saw that and I thought to myself, that is an awesome analogy yeah. for this. That, of course, you don't, forget the past. I mean, you can learn so much from the mistakes you've made, from the hurts you've experienced. But if you continue, like you said, to look back and just remember like, why, what depresses me about that funeral I was talking, that I was just telling you about? It depressed me when I continue to look back on it and think about it and obsess on it, yeah. right? Um, it's there in the back of my mind. Uh, I, I have my own personal feelings about one of the re- some of the reasons that, that I had to do that funeral in the first place. But if that's what I continue to focus on, then yes, I'm going to get angry, I'm going to get upset, or I'm going to be sad for that family. Yeah. You know? uh, so I think remembering but not focusing on the past is very important. Yeah. Uh, I did say Christians are future people uh, in Philippians Paul writes to the Church of Philippi, and he says these words. He says, uh, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize, which he's talking about is heaven. Yep. In order to not obsess about the bad things happening to us now or to obsess about the bad things that have happened to us in the past, we have to remember that God continues to have a plan for our future. But we have to live in the here and the now. And that is important. Yep. And whoever your person was that was talking to you, yes, we live in the, in the here and the now. We have to deal with what's taking place in our world right now. But we don't have to obsess over the past. And we don't have right. to obsess over the bad things now because we know that there's better things ahead. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, some of the things, you know, I find myself remembering things from my youth and that, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, it's kind of fun when I remember something I hadn't remembered in a long time. There's a lot in the past that we can celebrate. Amen. Absolutely. Um, even as we celebrate, you know, a new sanctuary, but we remember the 45 years it took to get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, too many people or organizations are only celebrating the past that they're not seeing what God wants us to do mm-hmm. today and in the future. There seems to be a, a, a culture of grievance in our society where uh, people want to obsess about the negative things that have happened in the past. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to look, uh, you don't have to look very far politically to see that. Right. And what this is trying to say is we don't want to be a people of grievance. Right. Yeah. Um, we want to be a people of hope, yep. a people that uh, move forward in the race. We look forward to what lies ahead. We look forward to the heavenly prize that God and Jesus Christ has given to us. We look forward in Jeremiah 29. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you 
and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. And this was written to people who were in the middle of really bad stuff. Yeah. You know, they were, um, they were in the middle of um, being, uh, I think they were in the middle of being persecuted by the, the, the more powerful countries around them. And Jeremiah is telling them, God has told them that he hasn't abandoned you. Remember, there's better times ahead. Yeah. Don't get so stuck up, stuck in what's the difficult things that are happening now. And quit looking back. Well, I, I did a funeral this past Saturday for one of our uh, members, Litala. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had stage four pancreatic cancer, had gone through lots of pain and suffering. And, and I was a Samoan family background, so they had a lot of traditions I hadn't seen before. It was great. Mm -hmm. They really did celebrate her life. I mean, there were lots of tears of joy and sadness. And then, you know, I I thought my job was to, was to say, okay, God's promise is where is she now? Yeah. And, and her future is secure. Mm -hmm. And someday there's going to be a reunion too. And, and that's why we're forward focused, is that mm. this ain't over now. No, it's not. Um, uh, the author, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember his name, the one that wrote the book. Roy uh, Johnston. Roy Johnston, yeah. He asks a really good question in his book, The Hope Quotient, when he says, uh, a question that can change your life, he, he talks. And I kind of brought that up in my sermon because I, I liked it, and I, I wanted, it was a point I wanted to add to my message when you ask the question, what can this become? Right? right now we're going through a difficult time in our society. What could this become? Could this become something where people put more emphasis on family and on things that matter and pay less attention in the future to the things that don't matter? Possibly. Uh, you're going through a tough time physically in your life. What can this become? Could this become something where you have more compassion for other people who are difficult times? Or if you get healthy again, you have more appreciation for the health that you're going to have. I mean, I just like that idea. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, you know, and he talks about how Jesus was very much aware of that when he called his disciples. These guys were not the best of the best. They were not the cream of the crop. They were not the first round draft picks, right? These yeah. were not all the kind of like you and me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but he's like, you know, I realize that these guys are a little rough around the edges right now, but he knew what they could become. Peter went from being a, a loudmouth to being the, the rock of the church. Your name is Simon, but now it's going to be Peter, the rock, mm -hmm. and I'll build this church. Um, Saul, who was persecuting and killing Christians, became the greatest evangelist the world's ever seen. I mean, over and over again, Jesus takes a situation that maybe, or a person that's maybe not great right now, and turns them into something better. I, I mean, it made me think, too, though, so many of the people... I, I mean, there's a lot of things I have experienced. There's a lot I haven't experienced. But so many times it's the people who've gone through difficult situations that are much better able to minister to people who are going through that now. And so their negative experiences, whether it be with health or finances or career in the past, uh, allows them to become someone who can help people who are dealing with those things now. So what it's become is a tool of uh, guidance, instruction, etc. If they've allowed it to become that, instead of just something that you know, was tough and difficult and then they're bitter about it, they, they can choose to become better instead of bitter and help other people and make a difference. Better instead of bitter? Yeah. 
I think I've heard that. What do you think of that, Tommy? That. I like it. You like that? I thought that relates a lot to like people in recovery, I think. You know, I think a lot of times when they've gone through recovery and they're kind of on that other side, they're able to minister to people that are, are new to recovery to yeah. be like, there is hope. Like, yep. it, you feel hopeless now, but look what's become of where I am now, and that could be you sort of thing. Yep. Um, I think that's a really good representation yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. People that have family members that are in addiction, that can be very hopeless, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And if to not lose hope on those folks, to just keep thinking about what they could become. If, they can, if and when they can beat that addiction, then maybe they will become so much more than they are. You know, Absolutely, and, and they just kind of have that mindset. What um, can this become? What can this? Become? I mean, that's a that is a hopeful question. It really is. I mean, Romans eight twenty eight. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who have been called according to His purpose, or in other translations, those who are close to Him. When we are a people of faith, God is continuing to work, and because He's able to work in our spirit, and so He continues to work for our good. In other words, to try to take us out of situations that are difficult or hard and make them better. Uh, or, at least, even if the situation doesn't get a lot better, make us better mm-hmm. through the experiencing of the difficult situation. Yeah, and I, and I don't want to just focus on our church, but I think, you know, when the pandemic hit, we asked some of the questions, all right, so what are we going to do? The pandemic's here, we can't do worship. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have sat around and twiddled our thumbs, but it's like, okay, what could this become? Mm-hmm. And it's why we're doing this. It's why we're doing some of the things uh, we've done. But, you know, that's going to continue to be questions in the future as well. Yeah. Okay. Here's what we're facing right now. What are we going to do? What can this become? What does God's word have to say? What kind of hope is there yeah. in the midst of all of this? And that's really what God's people have always had to deal with too. Yeah. I mean, isn't Paul, like, a little annoying sometimes, though? I mean, like, dude, do, do you only have no hope? Only have hope? He, like, never seems hopeless. Shipwrecked, <laughs> beat up, thrown in prison. I'm like, I feel, like, kind of bad about myself anytime I'm, like, doom and gloom. And I'm like, okay, Paul, like, <laughs> I got it. I know, I need to have hope. <laughs> My guess is he had his moments. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably didn't he was write, human. He probably didn't write those down oh, as much. That feels, makes me feel a little that, better. That didn't get the final edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's something for us to remember as a people of God. We're going to have our moments. It's not like you're going to always be hopeful. You're not going to always be able to focus on the future, uh, focus on the promises of God. Uh, you're going to have your moments. But as a people of God, in the midst of those moments, we also we continue to move to our faith. We continue to look for the future and look to Christ. And if we do that, those moments won't last as long or be as deep or be as hard as they might be if we didn't have future hope. Uh, just to prove that I wasn't sleeping through this part of your message <laughs> either, I, I did hear you saying it's a line I've heard through the years, but you know, God isn't done with you yet. Yeah. Um, today isn't uh, the final statement. And, and I think, you know, I, I've said it in some messages too. I mean, when we stop growing, we start dying. I mean, I'm... You know, I won't say how old I am, but, you know, <laughs> you know I, I want to, I want to keep learning. I want to keep mm-hmm. growing. I want to keep, you know, and, and I think that's a Christian perspective is, uh, you said in the message, I want to make sure I said, right, change is inevitable. So embrace it. Now, I think that's hard for a lot of people to hear because we, 
you know, Mark Twain said the only person who likes change is a baby with a dirty diaper. Amen. <laughs> but, um, but it is inevitable. It is. You know, and if we're going to fight that, you're just going to be You're going to be frustrated. miserable. And you're going, to have, you're going to have this constant grievance because right. things are going to constantly change. And if you are constantly fighting that, you're going to constantly be exactly. dissatisfied. Yeah. Now, I don't have to like all the change, but mm-hmm. then what, what could this become? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was telling my son, uh, was, you know, he's into technology and all. I said, Parker, w- the future for you is something that I could have never dreamt of. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're into technology. You literally could choose to live wherever you want to live. It could be remote. It could be in a big city. You could connect to the Internet. You could work remotely. I mean, there's just so much you could do. I, I mean, think of what your life could become. Yeah. Um, instead of going, oh my gosh, there's so much change. It's just, what, it's frustrating and all yeah, that. I can't keep up. I'm right. never going to be, I wish, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, and it is hard because the, the pace of change in our society has sped up so much so that you, you literally can't keep right. up with all the changes. Right. And so you kind of have to have a little bit of a, an attitude of acceptance yeah. that, you know, just with technology, just kind of accept that some changes are going to pass you by and that's okay. Um, with our culture, our culture is not going to be like it was in the 70s or 80s or 90s because it's different. It's a different world we live in. Um, And if you're trying to cling to that, you're going to be constantly frustrated. And yet the Bible says, you know, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you want to cling to something, it doesn't change. Exactly. And and so we're people of hope who cling to Christ, whose love is always constant, whose grace is always there, whose the solid forgiveness rock. is always solid there. rock in which we stand. You yeah. know, so now with him, whatever that change is. Oops, sorry, I'm <laughs> pounding the table. I'll try to change that. He's passionate. I love it. I love your passion. Is it just, do you think it's just so hard to embrace because it's uncomfortable in that moment? I mean, it seems like human nature is to like fight change. Yeah, but you know, my mother, my nature. my mother-in-law, who passed away about a year ago, would not use a microwave oven because it was different. And I'm like, really? I mean, there's just some things. Yeah. It, it can be hard to embrace, and for her, that was a hard thing to embrace. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. And yet, at the same time, yeah, there are things I put my brakes on too. Mm-hmm. We all do. Yeah. Yeah, we all we all have things we don't want to. We don't want to embrace the changes. Um, but once again, it's, it's not a, when we say these things, it's right. not an either or or an all right. and. I mean, when we say embrace change because change is inevitable, I mean, if, if the change is that everybody gets to go around murdering somebody, yeah, well, then no, good. of course right. you're not right. going to embrace that change. <laughs> we do not endorse that. Or if the change is that the, we can now use the Lord's name in vain no. With, with no guilt and no. Right. You know, some societal we changes, we don't embrace that. But to have this idealistic vision or version of what you think the world should be. Right. And it's just not going to be that. I, I accept the fact that more people take the Lord's name in vain. I don't like it. Right. And I would encourage, I encourage like my kids and stuff to not do it. Right. But I also understand that there's just not the reverence right. for God that there's been in the past. We're currently watching Andy Griffith. Ha! And oh, so oh. this is what, from 1962? Yeah, I don't even know if people really acted like that in 1962. <laughs> right. But, but actually, we've been surprised at some of the things that, you know, were on then, too. I'm like, oh, really? But yet it's mm-hmm. so different. Mm-hmm. And that, well, you know, we're not going back to Mayberry. 
No. Uh, we're not going back to, you know, my high school class Mr. in 1975. Rogers. Right, we're not going back to Mr. Um, Rogers. And so I, I think that's part of what we're saying is, you know, uh, I, I'm not the high school football star. I'm not the, you know, president of the little class in North Dakota, things like that. Life changes. And, but Jesus doesn't. God's word doesn't. God's promise doesn't. Yeah. I appreciate your clarification, though, because I felt like after I listened on Sunday, I was like, oh, shoot, like, I'm not a great Christian because I struggle with a lot of this stuff. But I think you clarifying that makes me feel a little better because then I'm not feeling like, uh, I don't know, beating myself up over it. Yeah. And that's, it's tough. Uh, these are good points. We are a future-minded people. Um, you have to embrace change to a degree. Or you're just going to be miserable all the time. But yes, it's not an absolute. Right. Yet we still have to live in the present. We can still remember the past. Right. We can learn from the past. Um, we can still not like some of the changes that are going on around us. But if those are the things that we obsess on, remember that if you continue to look back, that's when you run into trouble. I, I think that, Tommy, that's a great, great point, a great point that your friend had. Well, and I also think, too, I appreciate your honesty, Tommy, because, I mean, being a Christ follower isn't always easy. Right. And you're really not a very good Christian anyway, so I should be a, I mean, That is not true. I only work at the church for brownie points. Okay? <laughs> Just kidding. No, you, uh, yeah, I, I, and that's one of the reasons we love having you be part of these, because your honesty um, and insights, very refreshing. And probably is where a lot of other people are as well. Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I buy into this, and yet my mind drifts yeah. a lot, too. Yeah. And going, why am I keep going back there when I can't do anything about it? And, th and that's why I need to keep my eyes focused on Christ yeah. and God's promise and God's word. Ahead versus behind. Yep. Yeah. So if you're a t parent of a teenager, for all of you parents, think about what can they become, right? Just remember that. Uh, I wish maybe I would have had that insight when my daughter was 15, 16, 17. It was driving us crazy uh, with her strong will. I mean, she was very sweet and kind at sometimes too. And sometimes it'd just be like, who are you? And, and what is going on inside that head of yours? But now as she moves into her 20s, all of that strong will and opinion is actually serving her very, very well as she navigates the world. And she's in a very, as a mechanical engineer, kind of in a strongly male-dominated uh, area. And that strong will is helping her to continue to move forward uh, through some of the opposition she's meeting as a woman. Um, so, see, there's another change. Maybe in our society we could actually begin to change more towards equality between the sexes. I mean, there's, we're better in most countries, but we still got a ways to go yep. in that regard. So some change uh, is really, really good. What can, this, what can this become? What can this become? I love that question. Yeah. It's a great one. All right. Speaking of questions, I don't see many. I haven't seen any come up. But hopefully some of our own questions and those that Tommy shared as well uh, mm. help you go deeper as we've dug deeper into Pastor Don's message from last week. Yeah. Probably something we should remind the people on the podcast, too. Where could they go to watch uh, the message that Pastor Don shared? Yeah, so you can see the messages on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Good Samaritan Las Vegas, or um, on our YouTube, which is also Good, Sam, Good Samaritan Las Vegas. Great. And all of that can be found on our website, too, right? GoodSamLV.com. Great. Yeah. yeah. 
So thank you for joining us today, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, we hope that you'll join us again in the future. Send Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deep. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.